Welcome, my brothers and sisters, to the God Minute. This is Father Michael along with the rest of the team on this 31st day of January. Can you believe it? We're at the end of January already. And today we have a particularly beautiful reflection to assist us on our journey of faith. Let's place ourselves in the presence of the Lord and begin as we do all things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips and and my mouth mouth shall shall declare your praise. Psalm 62, Waiting for God I wait quietly for God's touch in my heart. In that is my strength and my salvation. Remembering that touch, I am free. I am often besieged from within and without by forces that would topple me. Doubts, difficulties, enemies, depressions, my own double-mindedness. I wait quietly for God's touch in my heart. In that touch, I know my strength and my salvation. Put your trust in God. Pour out your heart and find refuge. For people, leaders, and nations are all temporal. Idolizing wealth is foolish. Our education and good deeds take us only so far. When God speaks in our hearts, that is what gives life its shine. It opens us to love and helps us to be loving. Therefore, I wait quietly for God's touch in my heart. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 17. Christ took away our infirmities and bore our diseases. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I've been struggling with a virus since the start of the new year. On more than one occasion recently, especially when I couldn't sleep, I was praying that God would take away my infirmity and relieve me of this virus. It's been a slow process to return to good health. I have vowed to try harder not to take feeling good for granted, that's for sure. My husband and I are currently taking an apologetics class at our parish. Lesson number one was, of course, wrapping our head around the definition of apologetics. It doesn't mean that we're apologizing for what we believe in. Rather, apologetics is the 
practice of defending a particular position. Well, just a couple of weeks ago, we talked about good and evil. Why does God allow it? How can God be all good and all powerful and not do away with what is evil or painful in the world? Our group came at the question of evil from a number of different angles. We talked about God being with us in our suffering. We talked about the redemptive nature of suffering. We talked about hope and faith in what the eternal future holds for us that doesn't include suffering. Suffering exists in this world, but not in the next. We talked about trusting God and His plan, a plan that we may not fully understand for bringing some sort of good out of suffering, even the bad stuff. We talked about tolerating evil for the sake of good. And while we all experience suffering at times, some suffering, we also experience a lot of good things. And most people would agree that usually the good outweighs the bad. Well, every week, Father Scott invites us to sit with an idea or two that might inspire further reflection or study. The week we talked about the existence of evil, I sat with the idea that love cannot exist without free choice. It was one of the other things we talked about. The two great commandments are to love God and to love our neighbor. Love is the fundamental thing that God wants from us. But if we have no free will, we wouldn't be capable of freely choosing love. It seems one of the goods that God is protecting by allowing evil in this life is free will. So we can freely choose to love him and to love others. For our wills to be free, we must allow, he must also allow us to misuse our freedom by sometimes choosing evil, which is contrary to love. And that evil leads to pain and suffering. Love can't be perfect without free choice. Love's not just an emotion, it's a choice. The choice of God to take on our human form through the Incarnation, to bear our infirmities and bore our diseases, it's the ultimate act of love. God comes to be one with us so that we might share eternity with God. It's an exercise in choice. And again, it's the ultimate expression of love. Without choosing, we might be able to demonstrate something that appeared to be love, but it wouldn't be of our own free will. We, we would be robots. And I don't think that's what God intended. From a Christian perspective, this life is not the end. And God can and will more than make it up to us for all of the suffering that we experience in this life. He chose to love us. We can freely choose to love him in return.
at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we have the privilege to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Let us pray. Father most holy, you know our weaknesses, and you strengthen us every time we turn to you. Refresh us this day. Give us the peace and the renewal that we desire so that we may make right choices and right decisions by choosing you and to follow the example of your Son in all aspects of our life. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on this last day of January. Thanks, Peggy, for your awesome reflection today. We are most grateful for your inspiration. Brothers and sisters, take good care of yourself and one another, and we'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.